Welcome back to the Nullified Take. We did it. We got the crew together. The <laughs> Avengers of podcasting. Drew the Iron Man, Chantel Thor, the God of Thunder, and myself, I think Hawkeye, because I'm like the lesser known one of the trio. But we got them all together and we're going to be talking about the challenge CBS. Chantel, how are you doing? I'm doing okay. Um, you know, if we're just going to talk about this new cast, there's some people I'm excited about. There's some people I'm not so excited about. So we're definitely going to be talking about all of the above and both ha all having differencing differences of opinions about this cast. Um, so I'm ready. To, I'm ready to get down, get dirty, talk about it, and maybe maybe you guys can convince me of uh, my evil ways of not liking some of the the cast that have been speculated. Yeah, definitely Chantel is the goddess of thunder. She's going to bring some thunder to this podcast today. But let's go to the man who has got the sunglasses. He should have just come in with a goatee today. He would have been Tony Stark. <laughs> but Drew, how are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm a little tired. I, I filmed for five videos yesterday, and then I edited four videos today. So I'm like, but I had pizza today. I carb-loaded oh. before this podcast, and I am feeling pretty high energy uh, as much as I can be, but I'm excited because I haven't really delved into this cast. Um, yeah. So I saw like some of the pictures on Instagram where it's like the little, the little square with a whole Squares. bunch of tiny little squares in the middle of it. And you're just like, all right, I feel like I know some of these. I'm just going to flip past it. I'm going to do a deep dive later. So I'm, this is pretty much my first time actually looking into who's going to be here uh, who's speculated and um, yeah, who's who's in quarantine. So I'm I'm excited to take a look with everybody uh, and kind of get into it. Yeah, I guess I, I, I messaged both Chantel and Drew and I said, listen, we're having conversations going back and forth about the cast and it's early days. Let's like workshop this live with some audience members. <laughs> I've been feeling a bit guilty that I haven't been doing a lot of challenge content on the Nullify Take channel as of recently. And um, obviously there's been quite a few people that have seen both Chantel and Drew and, and myself talk about the challenge. And then I've kind of left them hanging because we've had so much Australian Survivor happening. We've got Survivor in the US. There was the amazing race, which one of the people I interviewed, I interviewed this person a day before she had to get on a flight. So that's going to be very interesting. If anybody uh, wants to check out that interview, you'll get a really good feel of who Kayla is as a person. And um, I, I had so much fun interviewing her. I had no idea that she was going to potentially be on this cast, but I did ask her the challenge CBS question before she went on the flight. And I thought she handled it pretty well. I didn't know anything prior to that, but um, it's going to be fun. We've got 33 people already here in the live watching us on both the Reality Realness and uh, the Nullify Take YouTube channels. Guys, if you're listening to this, before we get into it, please support all three channels. That's how we know that you guys love us and want to hear more from <laughs> us in the future. So uh, go support Chantel on Reality Realness. Uh, obviously, Drew probably already has the majority of the followers, <laughs> I would assume, for the challenge. But still, he can have more. You can never have enough. Go and follow Drew on the Angel Cake channel. And then, obviously, myself on the Nullify Take channel here on YouTube. We're going to be talking about a lot of the challenge over the coming weeks, um, especially when we get into more and more information as it becomes available. And then when the seasons are out there, we're going to be recapping it and we're going to have a lot of fun doing so. Um, I guess, Drew, I wanted to start off, you know, you are the person between us. You talk about the challenge the most. I would say probably 80 or 90% of your channel is challenge content. Can you give people that are coming to this podcast today, and I think there's going to be a lot of new fans that have not seen the challenge before, but they love Tyson. 
or they love Xavier or someone from one of these other shows that are going to be playing in the season? Can you give an elevator pitch to those new fans out there uh, in regards to what the challenge is and what they can expect from the show as a whole? Uh, the challenge is basically a reality TV competition, sort of like Survivor, sort of like Big Brother. There's competitions that they're going to have to do to try to get into power. The better thing about the challenge or what I really enjoy about the challenge when I had to like look inside myself and really figure out why the challenge stands out to me besides uh, when compared next to the Survivor or Big Brothers is that you can be voted into an elimination to be on your way out. But the main difference is in the challenge, you have to face off against somebody or a pair is facing off against each other or something to that effect. And then whoever loses the elimination competition will be out. So you're not just simply being voted out of the game. You have to compete to stay in the game. So that's what I personally love about the challenge. Uh, and that's what I think is the main difference. There's still strategy. There's still a uh, politics, social games and strategy that you have to do. But the main component that's different than say big brother or even survivor is the elimination competitions, which I think is a lot more fair than just voting somebody out, but both have their pros and cons in my opinion. Chantel, do you think that this season potentially for new fans to the show is going to be a bit easier to get into compared to some of yeah. the other challenge seasons that's out there? I mean, I, I was a new fan that started at Final Reckoning. I was so lost. Do you think this will be a good way for them to introduce more people to the show? I think the reason why um, the challenge originally was so like niche and not that many people watched it was because it was on a channel that not everybody was receiving. So you had to have specialty channels or subscribe to MTV in order to be able to be watching the real world, watching road rules and being involved in that particular side of the franchise. So the fact that it's coming on CBS, which is on everybody's pretty like relatively basic cable packaging, it's going to allow for people to, oh, it's on, on primetime 8 p.m. Wednesday what's this show oh it's with some people that i've seen on other shows before yes i'm going to totally tune into this because it's a lot more easily accessible so i absolutely think it's going to open their like the audience up completely i just don't know if it's going to bring eyeballs onto mtv's the challenge i think it's going to start a new uh, you know viewership new fandom for the cbs franchise and i think it's going to be a separate separate people there'll be crossovers definitely from people from fans from MTV the challenge that will come over to the CBS side just because they enjoy the content but I do think that CBS will be for for the most part building a new fan base yeah um so agent secret here asks is it on CBS or Paramount I believe it's on Paramount but probably would be on you'd imagine there'd be some crossover with CBS they would want to get the mainstream network involved I okay, I could be wrong, Drew. You might have to break the tie here because I thought it was CBS, and then like the reruns or whatever, like the the replay would be on Paramount, kind of like what they do right now with like Survivor and stuff like that. I believe that's what it is. It's going to be on CBS first, and then the next day will be able to be viewed on uh, Paramount. Which it's like, yeah, that should be the case <laughs> in my opinion. And I wonder like why they don't do that with like the challenge Everything. already, like MTV's <laughs> the challenge or anything like that. I mean, they do it with Big Brother, Survivor. Um, so they're going to be doing it with this challenge. So yeah, I, that's what I believe. 
Now, guys, I can see there's a lot of comments coming in. Love it. Keep <laughs> being a part of this conversation. We are going to be pulling up some of these comments as we go through it because we probably will run out of questions ourselves. So any questions you have would be awesome. Uh, I do want to bring up here that Chris Villegas says that uh, I'm probably butchering your last name, and I do apologize for that. Uh, he says, I'm surprised with David Alexander because I remember he did an Instagram and a Q&A after Big Brother 22 saying that he's done with reality TV. Now, Chantel, I know you're a big David Alexander fan. Uh, how do you feel about him coming back? And who else are you surprised seeing this uh, season? I'm definitely surprised that David Alexander is in the mix here. Um, he, you know, he, I, I understand him getting a second chance with uh, Big Brother All Stars too, um, for the fact that he, he, you know, he was kind of a first boot. He obviously there was a little bit of a twist, so there was a they were able to stay in the house for a little bit longer, do a battle back that he didn't end up getting back into the house. So he kind of got a raw, a bit of a raw deal, but. Um, so I think that he deserves a second chance, but he came back in an all-star season and he didn't help it. Like he didn't learn more about the game. He was still on the all-star season was asking what's a veto. What does a veto do? So he didn't even do any homework to do better in the all-stars version of big brother. So I just don't really see him doing that well on the challenge because I doubt he's a fan. I doubt that he's going to do any sort of homework in sort in watching any other seasons. And I just, and he wasn't really that entertaining or cause any drama. So I don't know. He just seems just like a nothing burger for, you know, a, a challenger. I'm just, I'm not really interested in him. Yeah. I think he was more frustrating on all stars than anything <laughs> else because yeah. he was asking so many questions. A lot of people didn't think he deserved to be on an all stars, which I think was like a mix of like, all-star and second chances I, I don't think they knew what they wanted to be at that point uh, and it was also a weird time that they were doing it but i i just remember him and davon were getting into it um getting into arguments with each other when davon was trying to save him he wasn't listening to it he was going off on his own like train wreck of a course and it was just like you're frustrating me i want you gone please just leave <laughs> like i don't want you on my tv anymore yeah, I'll tell you guys who I'm really shocked. Like uh, David Alexander, meh. You know, I, I don't feel... I, I, I agree with Chantel. I don't think he's going to do his homework. I don't think he's going to add much to the show. But for some other reason, CBS loves him. I wouldn't be surprised if he pops up on Survivor next. But the person that I'm the most shocked to see on this list is none other than a Survivor, Dominic Abate. I like um, that. I love him. I, like, don't get me wrong. I love the fact that he's on the show. But... I would have thought that Survivor production would have said hands off because he must have been, in my mind, the biggest lock to come back for a second chance season ever. I mean, this guy played in Survivor, went up against Wendell. There was a draw between the two of them in the finale, and he ended up losing on a draw where the third person who made the final had to go and do the deciding vote. He's a great strategic player. He's someone who physically did really well that season. He lost a lot of weight before he went into Survivor and got in some great shape. He's a bit older. He's going to bring a bit of that dad energy to the show. Could be that CT dad type of energy that he brings in. But I tell you what, I'm excited to see him, but I'm shocked that Survivor let this one slip and that they actually allowed for him to come and play in the show. I think he probably doesn't want to play on this new era of survivor because he's a gamer gamer. He loves like being able to use himself to, you know, strategy, manipulate the game. Like he, that like he likes the, the original version of survivor. And I think that 
he would be too devastated if he got taken out by an hourglass or something like that. And like, I think he also probably loves the purity of the 39 days. Like, I think he wouldn't want to go and play this 26 fast paced monster game, six, three tribes. Like it just wouldn't be the style of game that I think that he would excel in. And so maybe he's saying like, Hey, I don't even want to do survivor anymore right now as this new era. So let me go be part of a new franchise, be the new, maybe, he's going to be the new face of CBS's um, The Challenge. Um, so I support this move of Dominic going over here. I enjoyed him a lot. As much as I love Wendell, and I think that Wendell was a deserving winner, I was obsessed with Dominic's strategy. And I was like, I was so, I was heartbroken for him because he did a really, really good job. But Wendell was just a little bit better with the, the social bonds that he made in order for the third place person to give him that final vote in the end. So I, I'm, I support Dominic. Dominic being here. I, I definitely was surprised to see him, but happy to see him as well, because I think that if like all the survivor people can get together, be the strong, stronger dominating force and just take out all the love Island people. Blah, blah, blah. Um, <laughs> I would love for them to be like the, the stable, the, the consistent people that come back and back over and over again. I would love it to be the survivor people. So I'm thumbs up Dominic. Yeah, I think he's a I think he's a strong player. And I almost wonder if this is like his way of getting back into the CBS fold. Maybe he was waiting for that call from Survivor. It's not coming. And then this is a way to compete in a game that's somewhat similar to what he's used to and loves. And he can compete with other Survivor players. And probably he's watched other CBS shows. So he's going to be familiar with some of the people that are going to be on this show. But um, I almost think that maybe this is like, okay, I can get in scratch that itch I've been wanting to uh, scratch for the longest time, get to play a competition. And then maybe this will be good later down the line where I could play a, another survivor season possibly. Yeah, I agree. Um, Drew staying with you, who is the person that when you looked at this list at first, you were like, can't believe they actually casted this person on this show or you were just pleasantly surprised even. Um, I'm not surprised. At, well, I mean, we can take a look at some of the big brother people <laughs> if you're if you're asking if I'm shocked at some of those. I mean, Christmas is a player that I was rather shocked at. Uh, Enzo, I think I was rather shocked at as well. I mean, he didn't do anything on Big Brother All-Stars to make it to the end. <laughs> and he was just like, I'm the meow meow. I can't wait. To, I, I don't want to hear him say that. I don't want to hear him say meow meow. <laughs> I don't want him to be putting that around. I don't... Never in my life did I want to hear somebody be called the meow meow on uh, the forty challenge. Yeah, so I'm not looking forward to those two players. I didn't think they did. They weren't very strong. They weren't very well representative representative of their own Big Brother seasons on Big Brother All Stars. And then uh, to come on to doing the challenge, I'm like, really, we're doing this? Like, I watched his boxing match of last year and i was like oh my gosh this dude's winded after two minutes in a ring and he was supposed to be like doing this for a uh for the whole time so i'm not a i'm not a fan of those two in particular and i was pretty shocked to see them on this cast list do we know anything about any prize money like what they're going to be playing for potentially i'm just curious i don't think they've like... said i don't think they've said anything but i would assume it would be similar to all stars it would probably be five hundred thousand. Yeah, five hundred thousand, I would assume. But but then again, the interesting thing here is is that split. Oh, they got to split it. Yes, if there's duos. Yeah, because it's one man and one woman, and then those two will go on to do the War of the Worlds tournament. 
So I it's not like they, one winner goes. I hope that it's right. really fun how they get the partners together. I hope it's not just like a random draw. Like I did enjoy with the most recent season of the MTV version, how, you know, they got their, uh, their folders and they can see all the stats of the different um, vets and they were able to choose their vets that way. And so I hope that there's something similar in the selective selection process, not just random. I almost yeah. think that it's going to be like a free agents type of way where they'll go and then you kind of just like you could be teamed up with each other at certain levels oh. or doing teams and stuff. And then mm. the way that Johnny and Laurel won free agent, spoiler alert, uh, they were able to do some solo wise and also run the finals take like in pairs and stuff. I just think that they're going to try to do it as solo as possible uh, to make it, quote unquote, fair for everybody instead of mm. being paired up with somebody. And then your favorite is going home because they're paired up with. A dud of a person. <laughs> yeah. David. I wanted to I wanted to add just before we moved away from Enzo and Christmas and before we go to Tommy's question here, um, Enzo surprisingly was quite fit and in shape for someone who went away from Big Brother for a long time, coming back. You know, there was that scene in the beginning of the Big Brother season when he came on where he was doing like all the pull-ups and he looked like he's in some sort of decent shape. And then obviously Christmas have got uh, experience being a CrossFit game. So they probably looked at that. And from an athletic ability, they brought her in for that. Christmas will bring some drama to the show as well. I know there's a lot of people here and especially for those that are not across the challenge fandom, there isn't a lot of love for Big Brother players in general. And that is caused by the Big Brother cast that we've had on recent seasons in the challenge and we won't give them too much um, airtime here, but there's a few people that are not that liked. And because of that, you will probably find if you're new to the challenge that there's not going to be a lot of love, a lot of love, sorry, for people that come from the big brother franchise. But I feel like we needed that balance to a certain degree because otherwise you would have just had all these dating show people there with some survivors. Um, I am gutted that we haven't seen. Yeah. I'm gutted. We haven't seen more, the amazing race people on the show. Cause I think that there's a whole, you know, string of people they could have added. I mean, I spoke to one of them today, Dusty, who told me, you know, he would love to go on the challenge CBS and, and kick some butt. And I think he could have been a great addition and he's high energy. Um, we would have enjoyed seeing him on the show, but I digress. Tommy asks here, who is your favorite person on this cast? And Chantel, who are you super excited to see play this season? Um, I think it's my survivor crush, Tyson. <laughs> who isn't who isn't excited to see Tyson? I I've always loved Tyson. I've even watched him on like Marriage Boot Camp. Like um, I watch him on Rob as a podcast sometimes. They do um kind of a silly little news type show. Um, I just find him funny. I find that he gets the strategy. I find that he's uh, around my age, so like I like we have a similar, you know, we understand the world in a similar 21. kind of way. Hmm? Twenty one. Just yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so I just I just want to see how he does here. And I love that he doesn't give any Fs. Um, he's he's there to play. He's probably still pretty physically fit. He's good at random things. Um, I and he's very likable. I can totally see people wanting to work with him he is i would say like if anybody's a, a fan of survivor he would probably be the biggest celebrity out of all the survivor players um if i think off the top of my head so hopefully um he'll be well insulated and not like an automatic target but i do want to see how well he would do he's kind of like i know you don't care from him but like i like how much i would like to see a rob play like i want to see boston or i want to see um, tyson play here so he is definitely someone that I'm excited to see taking on this experience. 
Drew, what do you think of uh, Tyson coming here? I had a video on my channel about potential Survivor players playing Big Brother next season for the Celebrity Big Brother version of it. And I had three names that I said, if I could cast, these are the three people I would cast for Big Brother if they had to go play from Survivor. And Tyson was top of that list. So for everybody listening, I'm very high on Tyson. But how do you feel, Drew, about Tyson coming out there? And I mean, he's got some athletic ability. I think he'll do pretty well. Tyson is always welcome on my TV whenever he is available. I mean, I love him back when he was on uh, his original season of Survivor. I love him every single season that he's on. Blood versus Water, the season that he won, spoiler alert. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that I say it after I already spoiled it. Uh, but the season that he won um, isn't the best season, but it's great because he's throughout the whole thing like he is so far in the forefront he is has uh confessionals he's so good on everything that he does i was just happy i was gonna that was gonna be my answer as well would be tyson if i had to pick somebody else um i would go to a love island duo uh, i know that uh chatel is not enthusiastic about them but i will say that i'm excited to see cachet and cinco um every not time together I, anymore though I mean, I guess they that's aren't? interesting. No, they broke up. Oh, that sucks. But I'm glad that they're <laughs> on the... Well, that, that, that means drama. And I Good. was saying over and over and over again that if Cache was on the season, I wanted to see Cinco. Cinco is huge. Like, he is a man that I just want to see go straight to MTV, the challenge. Like, I want him to bypass the CBS because nobody will take this man on. If they do, uh, they will surely perish because this man <laughs> is a Greek god. Um, yep. So to me, um, I want to see him on the main season of the challenge. Every time I talk about the challenge CBS, I'm always like, bring Cinco on. If Cinco is not on this, I am rioting. And so <laughs> I'm glad that his name in picture is all over everywhere that everybody's saying this man is going to be on this season. I have to um, agree with you, though, Drew. I do like Caché and Cinco as additions from the Love Island uh, franchise. Um I guess what I do not like collectively about the, the Love Island franchise is that I've been hearing rumors that they've been pre-gaming with Big Brother people and that you've seen them in a lot of, uh, you know, appearances and like, uh, you know, if I follow you and I'll jump on my live. And so I guess why I'm a little bit, I have a little bit of pause as to wanting like the whole group of them is because I just feel a lot of it's just for clout and, and, you you know as well as I do is that I like I like the challenge because the people from the original season they didn't do it for cloud they did it for the love of the game and so I'm worried that will get tainted by people that are there looking for Instagram followers so that's what my my biggest hesitation is over for the most part Love Island and then Big Brother people. All right, I'm going to go next, and then Chantal, I'm going to actually really give Chantal an opportunity to give her person, which was Tyson, which I would have to agree with Tyson. I don't know Cinco, so it's good to get a little bit of background there, but I'm going to go for someone that is a new friend of mine, and I'm biased. You know, if you're friendly, and if you talk to me about things, and you're going to be on the season, <laughs> I'm going to put you on. So, Kayla, <laughs> Kayla. <laughs> from this last Amazing Race, I had an interview with her literally a day before she had to get on a plane and she didn't say anything i did ask her about the challenge and i asked her if she would ever play the challenge and she said to me yes she's a massive fan she's watched the challenge growing up with her mom who got her into it so for me if there is a fan out there 
um, someone who's seen the show before and would respect where the show has come from, I'm always going to shout for them when they play the challenge. And I feel like her getting on is a great thing. But here's the problem. I think she was one of the later additions on the season. And because of that, I don't know how much connections she has. She's just played in the Amazing Race 33. So she hasn't been in that circle with reality TV stars for a very long time. So she may find it difficult politically uh, to get in unless there is Dio's and she gets in with someone who is really connected. That might be difficult. But I do know that she physically is a beast. I mean, she formed part of one of the strongest female duos to play in the in the show's history. In my mind, they were very unlucky not to win the season. Um, and I think that her dry sense of humor is something that people will really love on the show. She's got a bit of a personality and she's got spice to her. Um, that's why I'm so gutted Dusty's not on the season because they had a, a frenemy friendly rivalry when they were on the show and they now podcast together, but it would have been fun to see that play out on our screens as well. Um, I know Chantel, you and Drew both covered the amazing race 33 as well. Um, how do you feel about Kayla being an addition, a late addition to this cast? I mean, hate that it was late, but love that she was included. I do wish that there were more Amazing Race people just so they have a little bit of a built-in alliance there. There's only, as far as we can tell, three people. Leo from the Afghanimals, which I thought that was my surprising person um, that I, I never got to say. But he, yeah. I was like, what? I like, I would not, like, he's still involved in this world. Like, I know he was just on the the um, kind of all-star season that just happened a couple of years ago. But like, I was surprised that he was kind of back in the mix and conversation. But Kayla here, I think that she is great. I love, I, what I like about the addition of Survivor and Amazing Race people over Love Island is that they have to do competitive things. They have to run, they have to work hard, they have to use their mind. And so I feel like they're a more well-rounded of a player. And so that's why I'm a little bit more excited to see how Kayla plays because I think that she might be really surprisingly good at a lot of different things. Uh, and I want to see her do well. I, the, how I watched her on the game is on uh, The Amazing Race was seeing how her and Raquel, how they were able to tackle different tasks. And so I would, I do want to see how she is going to tackle the task of the challenge. So definitely excited for her. I'm hoping I, I'm going to have to take a look and see who was on the guest list at Lulu and Lala's party. Cause maybe mm. there were some other CBS people that might've crossed over that they got to, she got to meet potentially. Um, so hopefully she's a little bit better insulated than we know of. Uh, but I don't know. I yet. remember something and seeing her and some of her cast members with Wendell at one of the parties. So Wendell could have connected her to Dom potentially Maybe. before going on to the show. And I've got a feeling Dom and Tyson are going to be thick as thieves when it comes to this season. Another really, um, so fun. That's fun. I love that. Yeah. Please. Oh, no, they, they'll, please. They, they will work together. I'm pretty confident they, they're going to need they it. They have and to, they know better. And another person, um, that I was quite pleasantly surprised to see on this season is Sarah Lucina. Like, I didn't think Sarah Lucina was going to come back to reality TV after Winners at War. I thought she was done, but she's going to be back here as well. And I think, you know, there's a built-in alliance automatically probably with Tyson, someone she's been on the same season with, uh, Survivor again. She is someone, Drew, that has done ultra marathons as well. She's She's gone and, and run races around the world. So she's a she's a serious competitor as well coming into the season you shook your head when when you when i spoke about it so i'm not sure if you're across it but she's one half of the um copsaras alliance and i'm the biggest tony stan you'll ever find oh, so yeah. you know just by 
just by proxy, she is going to be someone I'm going to shout for this season. I only shook my head because of this picture. I mean, this is the most <laughs> random picture. I was like, you can pick a different picture to because this one's all over the place. Like everybody's using this picture as like the cast picture. To she's not her. just bra- she's not just brawn. She's brains as well. You know, she did the. Rubik's I mean, she could have just bought that and took it out of the packaging at the gym. I'm just but saying. Also, um, though, <laughs> like to solve a Rubik's cube is not actually difficult. There's a, just a, a very simple yeah. algorithm that you have to memorize, and you can finish it in two minutes. What if um, she but- did it? They, it looks like there might be a jump rope behind there. Like while she was jump roping, she was doing it at the exact same time that would be a skill (laughs) i'd be i'd be impressed by that (laughs) that would be impressive very impressive i think that there will be built-in alliances i think sarah is very strong physically and uh mentally i mean she won survivor uh and has played on multiple seasons and have done well on a lot of her seasons kage and was was messy but i mean that was merge and that was her first season but i think that there is going to be built-in alliances it's going to be when everybody starts off, they're going to instantly start linking up with their shows. I mean, that's just how it's going to go. And I think that we talked about how we're worried about the amazing race players, but they could be the swing boats here. They could be mm-hmm. the the small minority, the minority that is able to really swing the, the power in somebody else's favor. So um, this could get messy pretty quickly if people are going to hold strong. But I don't know. We've seen like, the good thing about the challenge, in my opinion, is that it's not solely you can't rely solely on numbers. I mean, whatever happens, you're going to have to put your uh, pen to paper, your uh, wheels to rubber or whatever it's called. Uh, whatever. Uh, it's it's a long time. It's been a long day. Uh, but you have to actually perform to get the person that you want out. Or if this is a sort of thing of um, the past couple of seasons or even all stars, I mean, whoever gets thrown into the elimination or voted in could possibly be able to pick who they go up against, which I mean, you could just pick some of the people that you think could be the easier ones to take out. And if they're on the other Alliance and you just start taking them out one by one, if everybody starts ganging up on Tyson, I mean, who's to say he's not going to pick some of the scrawnier people on the other side, hoping that he can beat them in a puzzle or do all this other stuff that he has uh, some experience with survivor. So, I mean, the numbers game and the pre-gaming are very worrisome that it could make for a boring season. But the one thing that I'm still holding on to is that in the challenge, you have to perform to either get the person you want out or to win just straight up. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, we saw Sarah Grayson in the gauntlet win five straight eliminations to make it to the finals. Uh, the same with Wes and Casey in uh, fresh meat. They had to win five exiles. They were thrown in over and over and over again. And then, they were able to make it to the final. So I have hope. I don't want to see the same person being thrown in five different times, uh, but we'll have to wait and see what's going to go down. Yeah. Um, Rodrigo is kind of reading my mind here and what I'm going to talk about (laughs) next. Um, As our big brother specialist here on the panel, Chantel Francis, what do you think of the Cookout Alliance 2.0 being on this season and the potential of uh, a Big Brother alliance with Love Island? You know, do you think this could ruin the season for us? Yes, I do. <laughs> that is, that's what I'm most like, unex- not excited about. I mean, I definitely enjoyed the cookout. I thought that they had a really dominating season. I was rooting 100% for them to complete their mission, get the final six to be, you know, for the first time, six black Americans able to sit there and have the first black male winner in the States. And so I, I was all for it. I thought that that was amazing. 
But for me right now, I'm I'm just a little bit tired of seeing them around. We know that there was, you, you know, part of those abs. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he already won 750 grand. Like he's, he's, he's good. But like he, so with the cookout though, like they all went over to Todrick's house. So we saw like so much more of them. Like they were like constantly on your, our social media after the season was done, which was fine. Cool. Then we have Todrick going on the season. And so like there was even more commentary about the people from the cookout. So I'm just a little bit like kind of tired of them. If it was maybe the, the second year around, I'd be like, oh, let's see the cookout now. Like maybe I could get excited. But right now I'm just a little bit like, okay, been there, done that. I watched them for three months, actually nine months, if we kind of think about what's been going on since their seasons. And so I'm just not that excited. And then they were, I've seen them hanging out with the people from Love Island. And I feel like that's where the pre-gaming is happening is with Big Brother and Love Island, especially um, the black players from both shows are kind of all working together. Now, yes, I love the idea of having, you know, people of the same background supporting each other. So yes, I think that that is great. But I don't know if just like having that built-in alliance already that's going to be so massive, I don't know if that's going to be entertaining. So I'm I'm holding off. I'm 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 okay with these people. Like it's not like my, my least favorite people on the world. It's not like we're having Josh come on to this season. But um, I'm just kind of I'm just I've I've seen them and like all last summer I watched all the people from Love Island. Like I just have seen them a bit too much, and so I just don't know for myself if I'm going to be that excited about gameplay and stuff like that when it's like a built-in alliance that they're not going to turn on each other. It's yeah, it gets exactly. boring. It gets it's predictable. Like I couldn't watch the whole like I was very happy for them accomplishing their goal. Um, I kind of thought Xavier was gonna win Big Brother. I think four weeks in, I was like, Yeah, Xavier's winning this thing. It's just he seems to be the most level headed. Um, he had a little bit of um, I guess, uh competition. I forgot the name of the other um girl who isn't on this season that was a part of the cookout alliance. Uh that Hannah? was very popular that Hannah? was very popular as well. Uh she was a part of the cookout alliance. Hannah. Hannah. Okay, yeah. So, so uh, I thought it was the other one that uh, that that's in here as well. Hannah's the, Aza? the one that's Aza, Hannah. No, Aza's in the season. So, so who's Hannah? Hannah. Tiffany's on the season. Oh, Hannah was the, the young girl. There we go. Sorry, I didn't realize Tiffany's on the season. <laughs> oh. Tiffany's the one I was thinking about. So Tiffany oh. was 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 his biggest competition from what I could see in the early stages. But obviously Xavier went on to win the season as a whole, um, which I'm very happy. But it, as a showpiece to watch that as a fan got very boring very quickly where you're like, okay, so I know what's going to happen. I might as well just forward to the last couple of weeks and then watch it. And I don't want that to happen with the challenge. Now, the one good thing that we have on the challenge and Drew alluded to it earlier is that even if your political game is on point, you could still be sent home week in and week out if you're going against the team that just doesn't want to die when they go down in the eliminations like Wested um, in that season where he went all the way through as well. So who do we think potentially this season could be that challenge beast You know, that could, no matter how many times they throw this person down there, um, and I think if we're specifically looking at an, an alliance of you know, Love Island and Big Brother potentially sending survivors down there all the time, which... I think will really kill the show because I think the survivor players are probably some of the most popular players that they're getting for this season. And if you lose all those survivor players early on, I think this show is going to lose steam, but who do we think in the survivor and amazing race group, there potentially could be a, a person that could get thrown down there week in and week out, but they could still fight their way, their way back into it. I think Sarah Lucina for me is one of those people that could, that could be a beast. 
Um, she's got the experience of doing Survivor for quite a long time. It requires a wide skill set to do all those challenges. And like I said, she is a serious athlete that have done really well in ultra marathons and things like that. You don't want her in the final because I think she'll be a, a legitimate threat to win it. If it's uh, running a, a long obstacle course or going up a mountain, I think she's going to be very dangerous. So I think Sarah Lucina for me would be there. I can think of a few others. Drew, who do you think potentially is that person that can go in week after week and, and just fight their way to the end? I mean, Sarah was the first person to come into my, into my mind about possibly uh, being able to just win. I, the thing is, like, when taking a look at some of the women that are going to be on this season, I think Sarah is easily one of the strongest. Um, I don't want to mention Christmas too much on this podcast, uh, but she is, of course, the strong. You know what, Christmas? Christmas reminds me of Nicole Z from the MTV Challenge because on her <laughs> All Star season, she was so scared to do anything because of her first season. She sh like shattered her ankle, so she didn't want to do anything like physical or in worries that she was going to hurt herself. So to me, it's actually quite surprising. She would be doing this. First of all, why would the challenge uh, want her on here after what happened on the all-stars anyways, but she was so timid to doing these carnival games on big brother worried that she was going to get hurt to where now we're going to do what challenge CBS where challenges have like explosions, uh wrestling on top of trucks maybe they're not going to be doing that such extreme stuff but there there's bound to be a truck challenge somewhere on here so um being one of the strongest i think could be to her uh, could be uh could be scary i think for her um for the for the men um cinco danny is going to be really strong to beat week after week i mean if if they're going to be thrown down there. Um, yeah. I mean, I think those two really Danny is a good out. choice. I like, I like, I like that choice. I like Corey too. Corey Let me just get Island. a picture here of Danny up for a second. You know, the guy is a, a true athlete played in the NFL. Didn't really get his opportunity to shine last season or the one time that he did get his opportunity to shine and win safety. It got, got taken away from him because of an hourglass <laughs> twist. Um, and he just seems like the nicest and most humblest of guys. I don't know how good he's going to be TV wise, but you know, when the challenge CBS is looking for athletes to come and play in this show, because it's now a sport reality show, I think Danny ticks all the boxes. What do you think Chantel? Well, I think that actually he might be better TV than he was on um, Survivor because it seems like they cut out his personality. Um, yes. He was not happy about the hourglass twist. He, mm. he confronted Jeff Probst about it, saying, like, you know, that's a lie. Like, I come from a sports background that, like, when you play to win, you put in all your heart and energy to win, and it's for a reason so that your win actually means something. So to take it away, you know, all the things that we were talking about with that, with that particular twist. So I do feel feel that because this is you know if they're on teams or if they're in partnerships like he's going to want to do well and i can see him being a hype man i can see him really kind of you know rallying the troops and being like you know we got to do this get this together so i do think we're going to see more of his personality because it's a little bit more sports like than survivor was and they won't be trying to keep it edited so that jeff doesn't look bad so i think we'll see more of his personality in this show I almost think that he could be the pops figure, like the CT figure of this season. Cause he could be the mm. leadership. He could be the coach. And I think he will be that, like that hype up figure 
uh, for a lot of the contestants, especially if they're going to be younger, if they're going to be like Love Island and uh, Big Brother contestants that are going to be like 26 and and younger. I mean, I think Danny could definitely be the pops figure of this season, which I'm all down for. I loved him on Survivor. It's just that editing was rough with how quickly they had to go through that season. It was rough to really highlight everything, especially his tribe, which did not go to tribal council <laughs> all the way up to merge. Like we didn't get to see anything from them. Yeah. And he was a, he was a true fan of the show. You know, it's one of the reasons he got so upset is because he wanted the integrity of the show still to be there. So just based on that alone, it's someone that I really would love to see do well this season. And I think Chantel, I, I maybe was a little bit critical of his personality. You're right. It's an edited show. And I heard about the fact that he really took Jeff to task on that. So we didn't really get to see it. I'm going to put up someone that I think potentially could be a challenge beast if they do get thrown into the elimination. Someone that I think currently is being underestimated. Now they do have a bit of a, a bland personality. Oh, some Angela may have, yes, yeah, some may have <laughs> uh, said that in the past and have gotten in trouble on Rob as a podcast when they said that. I think that uh, Angela and um, Tyler are not the biggest fans of them, but Angela is someone who competed at a pretty high level in athletics. I believe it was pole vaulting. She is actually an athlete. She can be underestimated, I think, and someone that could do extremely well this season. And she may be lucky enough to be in a strong built-in alliance if she taps into that big brother alliance that is there. And before we know it, she could be mid-game and they just don't have enough time to take her out before she gets to the finale. So I think she could be definitely an underdog. I was surprised to see her on this cast because... I would have thought that, you know, Tyler would probably be that person that they want to reach out to. But I think Tyler would have just from the start said, I'm not doing this thing without Angela again. And between the two of them, I think Angela will not miss Tyler as much as Tyler missed Angela. <laughs> I think he's the one that had the puppy eyes, couldn't focus on the game. But I think Angela is a killer. She's going to go out there and do really well. You know, I think that Angela is going to be kind of like a Casey. I know they're from the same season um, for the fact that they don't really have that big, huge personality, but they are really good physically. Um, level six, their alliance, they were able to dominate because they were all really helping out with winning things and doing well in, in these competitions on Big Brother. I know Big Brother is not the same, but that was a pretty, a little bit more athletic season for the competitions that year. And so I definitely can see her doing really well. I think that she's not going to have any fears. You know, if you're doing pole vaulting and just like flinging your body over a pole um, and she's, you know, she's a gymnast uh, I think that she's going to have no fear that some people might not like they might have some fear that will be crippling so I do think that she will be a secret weapon to whatever alliance that she's going to be in I don't think that people are going to want to necessarily throw her in or if they do they're going to learn the hard way that she's she's a bit of a beast so I think competitively she's going to be really great I just don't know how entertaining she's going to be um I wasn't entertained by her in her relationship with Tyler um even her after the show persona she's she's nice but she's not that exciting to me but you know, it could change with the dynamics on the season. So I'll give her, I'm more interested to see how she does than some other people. So I'm okay with Angela. All right. So um, I didn't watch the whole season. I went about maybe four or five weeks into last season for Big Brother, but I know Tiffany was very good socially. And even until then, she was someone that could potentially have won that season opposed to Xavier, who's got the abs for days that we showed earlier. <laughs> um, Chantel, 
give us a little bit of your thoughts on Tiffany coming into this game. Obviously, we've spoken a lot about her being a part of the cookout alliance. Potentially, there's a pregame that she would be a part of. How do you think she's going to stack up physically? I think we all know that socially she's going to do good. Strategically, she's going to do good. But how do you think she's going to do physically coming into the season? Well, I would imagine that she is probably the oldest person that's going to be on this season. Doesn't look um, it. Definitely doesn't look it. But that could play into, you know, how well she does. Um, I don't, I feel like she is physically fit. She's quite thin. Um, I don't remember seeing her really work out on Big Brother, but, you know, Big Brother could just be a little bit of a vacation. I think that her strongest point is that she is going to insulate herself with really big, strong guys. I do feel that she's kind of, you know, black positive. So I wouldn't be surprised if even if a Danny kind of was somebody that she would be protecting and protected by, and maybe anybody else of color that might be from different franchises. I feel like she, it's potential that she could bring them in. And I think that she might be able to hide behind some people. I don't think that people are going to want to throw her in just because she is a little bit older. I just think it's just a little bit rude. Like, why are you throwing in the oldest woman in the into elimination i just i think that she might be able to just avoid elimination um often i feel like i don't remember but she won one head of household that she had to kind of hold like she had to it was an endurance comp and she ended up winning it was like actually it was bad for her game that she ended up winning that one so i do think she potentially could have a bit of a mindset where she will persevere and push through but I don't I don't consider her to be a, a competition threat so much. I think she's a social threat and very great at pulling in numbers and getting people to work with her. And I think that she probably is well, well, well insulated in the game. Drew, do you know much about Tiffany? Did you watch the whole season last season? Uh, do you want to elaborate on what Chantel have said? Or uh, next up, we're going to be talking about Tasha. Chris, I promise we'll bring her up next. Um, I don't have much to add. I mean, I watched this season casually. I was still reeling from how bad Big Brother 22 and <laughs> Big Brother 21 was. Um, so I was I was reeling pretty hard. So I was kind of like taking a major backseat mm. to Big Brother. But um, I like Tiffany. I, the, the season, the episodes that I watched of her, I thought she was very good strategically. I think she's going to come in with a lot of um lessons learned from her big brother season and i think she's mm. going to come in looking to really spread out a lot of connections and i think she's going to do it i think she's going to be a really strong competitor uh, socially and politically it is the competitions that i just don't know but we can say that about pretty much a lot of the cast members here besides survivor and i think the amazing race who they do a lot of competitions and they have to run a lot. I mean, big brother, it's all carnival games now trying to get three balls into a, into a little hole. And you're just like, yeah, or swap an ice cream to be a puzzle. Like, it's just like, what, what are we doing here? Um, and the same thing with love Island, they're like doing makeout games to see who can do well or trying to figure out who tweeted the worst thing about them. I mean, it, it, <laughs> so to me, it's like, or, or sex position <laughs> yeah exactly playing truth or dare uh, so uh, for big brother and love island there's a huge question mark on what will they be able to do and also 
we don't know the competitions for this challenge CBS. Will it be like all stars? Will it be like champs versus pros or champs versus stars? What is the, what is the way that the, the challenges and Viacom and Paramount really viewing this as, is it going to be this major competition or is it going to be a little bit more padded a little bit? So I, you got to look at who is she going to be going up against the other cast members what we can remember from her season, but also um, who she's going to be on the season with and possibly the competitions that they're going to be doing on the show as well. So Mm -hmm. I think that Tiffany could do well socially and politically to the point where I think she could go very far deep into the season. Now, if somebody, if there is a point where people can pick who they're going to go up against, I could see her being picked late in the game. Like Mm. maybe somebody's just like, I, I have to pick somebody and I have to go for, Tiffany, she's the oldest member in the house, and I just got to take my shot. We're so close to the final type of view kind of thing. I could see that, but not for a long time. But like we'll choosing Nani, you know, like at the I, end. I was, I, you yeah, yeah. stole my, you stole my line. I was like waiting for it. I was gonna say she reminds me of Nani, especially like she's probably gonna be that um figure like you said she's going to be protective of some of the guys in the house that potentially like a danny uh like nani was to some of her partners early on a lot of people will want to partner with her um i feel like she's going to bring that nani energy that we've seen in the last maybe season or two you know like a bit of mom energy kind of to the show um which i think can do could really be well it could, could get her deep into this game uh i do want to talk about tasha um on the season as well so she played in survivor for those that who don't know um, and did extremely well was a challenge beast in those seasons as well that she played in her original season was with the King, you know, King Tony. And she also played with Sarah Lucina, I believe as well. So someone that has got a lot of experience and she has played survivor twice. Um, I feel very good about Tasha coming into the season and doing really well in the challenges are we talking about the same tasha yeah i'm just, I'm just well. looking at her age and she's actually could be the oldest person competing so that i was just like surprised by that i really like tasha i think that she i was always rooting for desi, her, her desi idolizes her by the way desi wanted good. to play like tasha so having desi there as well i think that's a built-in alliance obviously they're both survivors but uh desi's physically really fit as well yeah, no, I, I mean, I want to see how she plays. I would definitely, I can't remember how she's strategically, she's good. She strategically is really good. So her first season that she played, she was in the Brains tribe. Mm-hmm. She was with Spencer. Her and Spencer went very deep in the game and had a very unlikely Cass? alliance. Cass was in that as well. So she, you, we know she's smart. We know she's got the intelligence to do the puzzles and, you know, she's not going to be a fool out there. She's got the physical attributes of doing really well in the individual immunities of it. And I did feel like she could count herself as quite unlucky that she didn't, I believe she made the final three in the season that Jeremy won um, and didn't get any votes. And I feel like she can count herself quite unlucky to not get votes because she did run a big part of the strategy. And she was in that final three with Spencer and Jeremy. Jeremy is a big miss for me in a season like this, especially if we've got such strong, um, you know, representation in this season. I think that Jeremy would have been a great ad, but I don't know if he would have wanted to come and do the show, but he could have easily have won it. And I, I think him and Xavier together on a season such as this would have been too much. They would have just run the whole show. But Tasha in her, in her own right is, in my opinion, someone that we're going to, like, I'm, I I would have thought we would see her back for another Survivor season in the near future um, in some sort of an all-stars 
themed season because she is a great player of this game. So um, I'm very happy to see her get an opportunity. Drew, what do you think of Tasha? I love her. I mean, I love Kagayan. Uh, that's one of my top top favorite seasons. The same with Second Chances. And uh, she was spectacular in both. I kind of get like a Sarah Rice vibe from her that she's more le- uh, like leaning on the brain than say the physicality, but she can still compete high, at a high level with the physicality stuff. So I'm just happy that she's on back mm. on the TV uh, two times only for Survivor for a player of her caliber is not enough. Like I'm just happy that she is going to be back on our TV. So imagine, and, imagine, uh, yeah, imagine Sari, but Sari that can dominate challenges. Because I know a lot of people in the Survivor community goes on about Sari and they're like, "Oh, Sari is the best player of all time, and she's the one that's never won, and all that kind of things." And yes, respect is due. She is a great player, but Tasha is Sari that is like capable of also delivering in challenges. So if you combine those two together you get her and that to me is a lethal combination i don't get any disagreements from anyone here so i i'm gonna assume that i had the quantified take on that not the nullified take <laughs> well the, the reason why though i think that people just love Suri is that we've seen her story arc and and she was part of that uh, advantage get in and i think that that whole all those idols and advantages being in played and she got voted out with no votes she's just the only person that was eligible to be voted out like it was just it was just she, i think that that was her season to win and i think it got taken away and so i think that th- that's why we never got the season that we really wanted from Sari, she's always played really well strategically. She had the moment with Jeff when he's like, you can do it, jump. And like, you know, the woman getting off her couch and coming on Survivor, like she's had that growth arc that I think a lot of people could relate to. And then she's had, I really do feel that she was robbed of a win that particular season because of all the different advantages and idols. So I think that that's why people put Sari a little bit up there because we just feel like uh, unfinished business or something. Something. like we, we got robbed of something and so that's why i think I, that they're she's i love Suri, but my tnt take is that tasha's a better player that's my tnt take for this podcast and i know people all the survivor <laughs> fans are going to come at me after this but that's okay i can handle it um fernando asks here thoughts on ben from survivor how is he going to do he's like an alpha type male guy chantelle loves the alpha males chantelle tell us how <laughs> does ben how, how's he going to do this season the thing with Ben is what I'm imagining of him is that he is going to give no F's, which usually I like, but I feel like he's not going to figure out how to tone his personality down in order to protect the Alliance. So I can see him being hot headed and be like, whatever, throw me in or whatever, you know, like, and you know, if you get thrown in, there's a possibility that you go home. And so I, I can see him doing that and kind of sabotaging his own game for the fact that he doesn't want to back down or play ball in that kind of way. So I was never really the biggest fan of Ben and Ben bombs. Like it's just, it's not my vibe, <laughs> but, um, and I think that he may rub people the wrong way if he comes in with that kind of energy. And so you're asking before, who do we think will be thrown in often? I think that he would be the person to be thrown down often because he'll be like, come for me. And then maybe he'll win the first one or two, but like, they'll just keep on throwing him in because like, you're just like, you're so annoying. <laughs> Got to get rid of you. And he might do decently well in some of those eliminations. So I think that Ben will be the perpetual pawn here or the person that people are going to try to get out uh, over and over again. 
Drew, did you know that Ben used to be in the army? I think he mentioned it once or twice. Um, I, or I twice. have to 100% agree with Chantel. When I think of Ben, the only thing I can think of or the most recent memory I have of Ben is just him and Jeremy just bashing heads with each other on the same tribe. Like they just disliked each other. And I think that Ben will rub people the wrong way. I think he's can be abrasive. I think he can be too paranoid. And I don't think he wants to, I don't think he's going to be the, the, the type to be like, I want to get thrown in. I just think he's going to be the type that's like, no, I, I think this is the right move. And his whole, his whole tribe is like, no, stop, please. We're going to go this way. And he's like, no, we have to do this. I heard this. And it's like, all right, we're going to, dude, I want to throw you in, like, get out of here. Like you're annoying me. So I feel like he, he could be the one that could rub a lot of people the wrong way, even his own Alliance to the point where even if it's a disadvantage for their numbers, they're like, we just got to take the shot at him. He's more of a hazard being on our side than, than being with us in the game any longer kind of thing. It's, it's funny. Justin mentioned here that, uh, Ben is in Jeff's Survivor Mount Rushmore. So we've got a Mount Rushmore Survivor player playing this season, which is a great get. Um, <laughs> listen, I'm higher on Ben than you guys. I, I agree with Tyler. Tyler loves Ben. I love Ben. I've never understood the hate that Ben gets um, from his season. That's okay. It's the TNT channel, Chantel. You know, she's like, Chris, this is not the way to make friends online. Please stop this train of thinking that you have here. <laughs> You're going to lose everyone. Like, but no, listen, but let me make a case. Is, he just grates on my nerves. And it's, so it just surprises me when he doesn't grate on someone's nerves. I'm just like, yeah, like I, how can I you stand characters. that? He's so annoying. Listen, listen. <laughs> Let me let me make the case first, and then you can tell me why I'm wrong. You know, so I, I do enjoy it. <laughs> um, listen, I think a lot of the hate that came for Ben originally from his original season was the fact that he kept finding Chrissy idols, won. which was a which was a part of the I game. Chrissy, a lot of people love Chrissy. <laughs> you know, um, Chrissy at the end of the day, she she did run a lot of the strategy, but Chrissy sometimes in that season came across as condescending to people and. People vote for who they like. I had um, a Survivor player, Dirty Harry, from Australian Survivor. She on this... lost because of the fire twist that they put in, so they allowed Ben to win. Come on now, Chris. Yeah, but also, also, yeah, listen, you, there's a lot of control in your own hands on how you treat other people out there. We quite rightfully talk about Russell Hans and say, hey, you played a bad social game, and that's why you lost to Natalie. She played a bit of social game. And I do think that with Ben, funny enough, we don't understand it always as viewers when we look at it, but people that season love Ben. And they saw Ben as a threat early on in that season. Early on, they said, he's running that alliance. We need to get rid of him. <laughs> they tried to gun for him because if he made the final, he would win. And he found a lot of these clues. Now, I understand. I'm not going to defend the fire twist. That's a whole different podcast. <laughs> but I just want to say, I just want to say, like, Ben is not, he's not like my top three. He's not my Mount Rushmore. But I don't hate the guy. I feel like I need to balance the internet out when it comes to this because everybody just jumps on the now ben is a horrible player and i don't like ben or any of this kind of stuff yeah. now him giving away his game for sarah lucina last season who's going to be on this season so he'll have an alliance member tyson will work with him but you know him giving that away was bad and i didn't enjoy that i didn't enjoy the ben that we saw in winners of war but if the ben that played his first season healers, hustlers, and Triple H, whatever they called it. If he comes back to play this season, we're going to see some challenge bombs drop. We're going to be seeing some great aggressive play, and he's not going to be wallpaper on the season. So I am a little bit higher. And guys, if you're listening to this, this is not new for me and Michelle, uh, Michelle Chantel, to have different 
opinions about some of these well, players. Right opinions, which is mine, and wrong opinions, which are yours. <laughs> <laughs> and in this case, I, I just wanted, butter, I just wanted to touch on one you. thing, though, where I, I definitely disagreed with the Chrissy and you saying that she might have been condescending. Fine, she's not getting votes for that reason. But I think that she wanted to get Ben out so many times, and she and she pretty much succeeded if she was playing a normal game of Survivor because she, I believe that she had won that challenge. But she had to send someone to make fire now, and and she would have been able to vote out Ben in that position where she would have won the game. And so the fact that she was with Ben in the final, with Ben keep on finding all these idols, and he made fire like for up until I think it was last season, everybody that made fire was the person that ended up winning the season and so i think that that flash of all that got taken away from chrissy's actual game and instead just like the the wowness of finding an idol and making fire and that ben was like the target for so long that they just couldn't get out and they literally couldn't get out because production stepped in changed the game to give them an opportunity to make some fire that's even more fantastical that the jury gets to see and then he gets to sit in the end and take all the votes no matter what so or most of the votes i'm just gonna so, say this chantel me and you going back and forth here for like five to eight minutes on ben is proof why he's a great casting call because there's going to be no shortage of us going back and forth and talking yeah, about no, ben i, I don't season. think he's a bad casting choice i didn't say that yeah, I just think he's going to be so, thrown in a lot. I think that people are going to not like him. That's the closest, guys, for those that are listening to this, that's the closest I will come to Chantel agreeing with me on this, is just to get her to agree that he's not <laughs> a bad I don't mind, I, don't, I don't mind him being on the show. I don't particularly like him, but I think yeah. that he'll be okay. And an okay addition, um, especially if he gets thrown in all the time. That will be fun for me. Yeah. No, I think, Chris, most people will be on Chantel's side. Like I said, I know I'm going to upset some people saying that Ben's not as bad as people make him out to be online. And I, I, I fully am okay with the fact that sometimes I do have different takes. It's the TNT take channel for a reason, you know. Um, Drew, lead us into the next one here. <laughs> I know we went on quite a rant. Uh, who else on this list that we currently have left that we haven't spoken about do you feel like is going to bring some heat this season? Um, I feel like we've spoken about most of the top top people, really, that probably will bring that. Um, I don't know many of the Love Island people. Is there anybody in the Love Island people that we haven't mentioned yet that could potentially be fun to watch this season? I don't watch the dating shows. <laughs> um, I mean, fun to watch is it could be subjective, maybe, <laughs> uh, when it comes to Love Island. Um, I'll be... <laughs> I'll be real. I'll be real. Love Island US is one of the more boring and tame uh, TV shows out there. Uh, when you want to watch Love Island, you go to UK and mm -hmm. you stay there if you want a good time. Um, yes! but I love it. I think, <laughs> but I think one person that is kind of like, uh, I guess, has the most personality outside of cachet and um, that could actually be fun to watch is Corey. Corey was oh. a, at least different a little bit in his approach to the game. He is very fit and he is goofy. So he could have that like Ed vibe that he brings a little bit more fun to the actual game. But otherwise, I just don't see too many people being exciting from the Love what Island. You, Maybe I mean, I guess the what the exciting part about that is the fact that him and Olivia broke up. And so it's going to be another act. So two exes from Love Island will be competing on the show. Um, so that's a thing. I don't know if that's going to bring him personality or her, them personalities, but like 
you know, maybe there'll be fights there. I think that Selly, I'm ex- interested in seeing Selly and Justine. I do, I did like their dynamic mm-hmm. on their season of Love Island. Um, yeah. I thought that they were positive and fun. Selly is always looking for a good time. And so she doesn't really get caught up in the, the negative drama per se. So, you know, if maybe if somebody's single, maybe like there could be a hookup thing. I know that a lot of people from the fandom wanted Selly to hook up with Giovanni, who's also on this season from he was season three of Love Island. She was season two. So that could be interesting. Maybe if there's a little love connection there. Um, obviously, Shannon and her boyfriend from Love Island they're both still together. So that will be, and they'll probably be a dominating duo. They're both quite physically fit and they do a lot of, they work out together. So they'll be, they'll be fit. The pretty Barbie Ken type couple. Um, so I think I'm most interested personally in seeing Justine and Selly because I feel like I enjoyed them on the season the most because it was still a more of an experiment. Like nobody watched season one of love Island. So season two, people re- weren't really expecting to get any fame or notoriety. What's that face for true? Just remembering that they filmed the season on top of a Las Vegas casino and hotel. And that was the love <laughs> Island. That was the Island portion was them just baking in the sun on top of a casino where you could hear sirens and police cars and people yelling while everybody's trying to have these like weird quote unquote deep conversations with each other, trying to find love. And it's like, Oh, well, this is a choice. (laughs) But that season though, I I totally agree with you. I I did forget that it was like, it was definitely the oddball season, not anywhere tropical at all. Um, And so, yeah, I just don't feel as though they they really knew how famous they were going to get afterwards. And like, they really, people really were supporting Selly and her singing career, her relationship with Johnny, and they love Justine and, and Selly's relationship. And they're still really good friends now. They live in the same building in LA. Um, And so I'm most interested in seeing them as a, as a, as a duo. And Kira also from season one has been hanging out with Selly and Justine, uh, like in a friend, in a friendship type vibe. So if I'm loving people from Love Island, I think that that trio would be my favorite trio. Everybody else, um, they might just be there for the followers, but they could do whatever they want, right? They're getting an opportunity. I I would say yes to. I would worry about Selly though. I mean, she is, I think if anybody's going to get picked on early to go into an elimination and you could pick who you want, she's very small. And we've seen that happen in like an Amber M in, um, in, in the challenge. So I worry about Selly. I love Selly. I love Selly, Justine and Kira. So I would love to see them go far, but I do worry about Selly and her. Yeah, you're totally right there. That's a good call. Um, But she could get insulated for the fact that there's so many Love Island people. Um, and she's very likable, so I can see people wanting to keep her around. So, we'll figure, fingers crossed, Sally. If there's any more questions that you guys have in regards to Love Island for both Drew and Chantel, I am lost. I'm just a fly on the wall <laughs> when they're talking about Love Island. Um, please ask them. I will try and pick them up and uh, pass that on to Drew and Chantel. But we do have one question here from Fernando, and he says, who wins in a brawl? Oh, brawl wins. This is Carol Cena and Christmas, and it's going to be the fans, right? The fans win in that scenario. But <laughs> if you had to choose, Chantel, who would win? Um, I would want Sarah Lucina to win. I don't. I don't know if I can. I don't know who would win. 
I think Sarah actually would win. Sarah's a little scrappier than Christmas. Christmas had to have surgery, so she might be a little Christmas bit more. Christmas breaks the league again. Like she might be a little more tentative with like her her Contact, drive yeah. and force, and you know the, how how hard yeah. she's going to hit someone. So I think that Sarah Lucina. She's a cop. Like she'll run through Christmas, and Christmas will be. A, <laughs> she's a little bit more magazine strong. You know what I mean? Like, and I think that Sarah Lucina is a little bit more like real fight strong. So I oh, sorry, Sarah. We, Drew, you can you can answer that as well if you want. Um, and then uh, the next the next question, Drew, <laughs> is Ditto. Yeah, I think it's pretty well answered. Is who are you all surprised about not seeing on the cast or alternatives? I would have loved to see. Cole Meadows, Sydney Gillen, and Scotty. I don't know who some of those people are. I don't know any of them. I, I don't know if Scotty um, is maybe from from Big Brother. E20? I know there's a Scotty on Big Brother. Scotty yeah. Sultan. I think that's who Fessy was like really rooting to get on there. Scotty Sultan, who was in yeah. his alliance or whatever. The one that he uh, turned people... on and he kind of got him out. And he's who, <laughs> anyways, yeah. He doesn't okay. look like yeah, someone he... that would do the challenge. Like, I mean, don't I'm sure it. he would he would do it if they asked him but uh, there's a there's some people that have brought him up to me about possibly wanting to do the challenge or wanting to hit me to put him on a fancy cast list or a, a cast list and i'm just like yeah i'm not super into it <laughs> like i get it but i'm not super into it i would love to see sydney though she's oh i don't know her incredible. but she's a bodybuilder apparently okay yeah she was on uh, michelle's season michelle. i'm most surprised pleasantly surprised by michelle. I was going to say, like, I'm, I'm most surprised, pleasantly surprised by the fact that we are not going to be seeing any of the Big Brother alumni that is on MTV's main show at the moment. Um, it's good not to have them in for one a season, so that's a win for me. But I'm surprised we are not seeing any of them. There's no Paulie, even after he tweeted out about becoming the first champion. I know I that think... there's rumors about one person that will be on the show, which is an, an MTV alumni or somebody that plays in the main show, which they haven't made available to us yet. So we're not out of the woods yet. Paulie might still find a way onto the show. I, I actually don't think so. I believe him and his brother are both um, not vaccinated. And, and I would assume that that would be a requirement to do this season. Because that's definitely what um, Cody had said about him not participating right now, is that he's not vaccinated. And I could have sworn I also heard that Cara Marie's, Maria said that about herself as well. So I would assume that Polly would have that same view. So um, that's probably why he's not going on. That's my guess. Anyways, I could be wrong. I, I think it's interesting that we, I mean, I'm not saying that I would want to see anybody that played on CBS that are playing on MTV to be on this one, but I am kind of surprised that there isn't more like, overlap to try to bring over at least some of the mtv uh, fandom over to at least check it out i think that what they have here is somewhat decent uh some are hits some are misses in my book but um i i would have expected some some people to travel over to kind of give a, a an overlap a little bit of somebody who watches mtv the challenge to have some some wanting to watch this, not just because that they're super fans of the challenge like we are. Um, some people are just casual fans and don't want to watch like nine or ten Big Brother players playing with a whole bunch of Love Island players, players of, from shows that they don't even watch. I mean, I think what Chris said earlier is in, in, uh, super factual, is that if Survivor, who can has we, the can most we overlap... This, guys? <laughs> <laughs> with survivor who has the most overlap with the challenge um i think with the, speaking of fandoms i mean i think that if 
they are picked off one by one. I mean, that's going to dry up all the people that I think watch the challenge MTV casually and also watch Survivor. I think that they would just be like, I'm not really into this numbers game, watching Big Brother just completely dominate or Love Island dominate. I don't even know any of these people. They're not really if if they if it is a numbers, it's not gonna be fun gameplay to watch or flashy gameplay to watch. And I'm kind of just gonna tune out and maybe watch this on Paramount Plus if I have it, kind of thing. Yeah. Chantel, question for you there. Who do you think is gonna be the crazy showmancers this season? It's a lot of married people. That's what I'm saying. There, a lot of people are in relationships because I was like, you know, even we haven't talked about him at all, but Derek X is, is I believe, still with Claire. Um, Xavier already, like, tried a little bit of a relationship with, um, I just forgot, Alyssa. Alyssa. And so, like, that's not going to be something that I don't, that I think happens. Um, Aza was, all, we knew that she had a high school crush or middle school crush on Xavier. So I don't know if that's like something that she's going to dip into again. Um, I don't know if Tiffany and, and Kylan are still flirting around, but like, I feel like I don't think that either of them are going to flirt around with anybody else in each other's presence. So I don't think that's anything's going to happen there. Um, Olivia, as I mentioned before, and Corey, they already dated. So I don't see if there's anybody else that's single that they're going to date. And and also Olivia started off her journey with Giovanni on the season. So that's another single person. I think that well, Giovanni might have a girlfriend right now, but a potential person that like they've already kind of dated. So I feel like everybody that's single has already dated the potential options already. Um, unless I'm just like not thinking of somebody, but then everybody else like from Survivor, I believe everybody's married. Um, I believe so. Yeah. Angela most of them are um yeah and that, so I think I just I don't think that there's a chance maybe maybe we'll get the Giovanni Selly we've been we were shipping them before the season was over so maybe that could happen don't really see it maybe Justine and Cinco but like I don't know if they would do that with with um Shikashi being on the season so can I ask yeah. would we even get it anyways like would we get it in the final edit because it feels like what the challenge mtv has been going towards is kind of like all competitions kind of neutering in the ideas of hookups and drama on the one side so with this being the challenge cbs billing it as the fifth major sport would we even see many hookups or kisses or anything like that is what i would be thinking too like i didn't think like i think it was yeah. just going to be like more pushing but, the the performance based but why would they get the love island people on that, if they're not I'm pushing saying. for that as well so there has to be an element of it also just want to acknowledge joshua here says cole metas who we didn't know who he was <laughs> triple h I still don't know. he was the guy he was the guy who was playing with uh ben in the tribe and he ate all the food and um Everybody got really annoyed with him, but he was super good in the challenges. I do remember that. So um, he didn't make that... a lasting impression on me. But Sydney, when I saw her again, I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah I remember who Sydney is for sure." Um, she yeah. So Sydney a... from Survivor Thirty Two, Korong, Michelle's first season. Why is she not in? And then Fernando is saying that he thinks that Derek X will have the hardest time in eliminations. I've had a few people pop put Derek X's name up. How do we think Derek X is going to do it's this kind of season? Thin. 
he is kind of skinny, but he does have, wasn't he like reasonably good at like vetoes and things like that? He had like some ability to win challenges here and there. I know it's a different season, but <laughs> I feel like, like you're talking about like finding like a ball in the, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like it's just like the, the quality of competitions. I don't know if it's going to translate to the challenge. Um, I could see him actually being somebody else that gets thrown in pretty quickly and gets taken out just as quickly. So I think James I love is Derek even X, bigger but... trouble. I think James is. I think James is in even bigger trouble. Like if he's out there, the the amazing race winner that's there, he's oh, even more skinny. Then you've got Leo from the Afghanimals that's going to be in, who's pretty skinny. So I mean, at least Derek has got some alliance members. I would assume he would be able to work with the big brother peeps for a while. Yeah, I think he's going to be insulated maybe for a bit. A bit, but um, if we're looking for people to throw down, like I could see him being up there as like a an option quickly because even if he has you know the big brother people that are protecting him i don't know if he's made friends with the survivor people in order to have them not want to throw him down and so or like go against it go against him if they get to call in who they want to go against so we'll see Dolores i don't says know Derek X can run fast and uh, potentially. justin says that he also won the wall comp so there we go um also here's prime time xavier stepped down though anyways Whatever. That must have been later in the season. I don't think I saw that part. But Primetime asks, if you guys could pick four vets to throw into the show, who would you pick? Two boys and yeah. two girls. For me, I feel like, you know, normally we complain there's too much of these same vets being thrown in season after season, that there's an alliance and it's the gameplay is static. It doesn't move. We see the same six people get to the end every couple of seasons now because they've been playing for too long. But I feel like they went the exact opposite way here. And we don't have, like, I would have loved to have seen at least two vets or you know one guy one girl or two duo girl guy teams coming in from the mtv show just to show people how to play this game and Even also captain, to promote the main show be kind of interesting exactly you know so so if you guys could cast some people in i think it might be boring the, the answers we're going to give like Chantel's going to give me some flack for who i'm going to give for one of them but you know i'd like to see ct and kara maria on the season Cara maria the, oh my god do hole. you want to date her <laughs> like, like seriously she's i don't want to get in trouble Chantel. i don't want to get in trouble <laughs> like if you wanted to be with her so bad go on their sex retreat and then maybe you have a chance <laughs> because they're open so like um uh, but no it's fine like she is an experienced um competitor um she would you know show them how to play to a certain extent but i don't know if i want to, i would want to have her as my team captain if that's the case i'd rather have i know you're not a fan of laurel but i'd rather have laurel as a team captain and kind of show the ropes or an evelyn even like i know evelyn hasn't been on our screen in a long time but um Evelyn, you know, fresh beat too. She wouldn't wouldn't back down, and she was like really trying to gather troops. And I like I think that she is better at attempting to go against the the major factions in the house. So I would love to see Evelyn, um, maybe even Laurel. Like I said, I love CT, so CT can go there. Also, I could even take a Wes. Wes would be a good person to kind of show people the ropes as well. So those are my four for right now, but I can be convinced for a couple of other people too. Uh, Wes, for sure, I, I thought of. And then Leroy, I thought was really, I wanted hmm. to see him on there. He he put in that he wanted to be on Celebrity Big Brother. So I think that a CBS nice. challenge would be 
interesting to do. I think he would actually dominate, <laughs> honestly. I mean, he's in great mm. shape and knows the game. I think people would look towards him to to know how the game is played and what kind of strategies. And, I mean, he's been to five finals. He can tout that in his yeah. uh, cap. And I think that would be uh, really great for him. So, I mean... Yeah, money's not there. So she wouldn't prevent him from winning at the end. So <laughs> it's one-win. <laughs> <laughs> the shade! <laughs> No votes for Nani. Well, I just spoke about her there, probably not in the best light. Uh, you know, Nani is experienced. I just don't know if she's the person that, you know, you, you want a champion. You want some champions on there. I feel like if you were going to bring people in to potentially show what the, the challenge is about. All right. As we close off you guys, is there anything that you guys feel like we didn't talk about? I know this has been a lot of fun just talking about the cast. Um talking about what the show would potentially look like. What is our guess, I guess, in regards to the format of this show? Do you think that we're going to be seeing a teams? Because we don't know if it's a teams lineup, if it's a duos lineup, if it's going to be individual. Uh, what do you guys think, Drew, specifically if we look at the trend of the All-Star seasons we've seen in recent times and the trend of the, the latest challenge seasons? It seems like they're going in a specific direction. What format do you think is the most likely to happen this season? I feel like they're going to do a free agents format where it's everybody solo and every competition could either be solo pairs or teams. I think that would be the best option to do it in. I think free agents or solo seasons are the more popular amongst challenge fans. And also big brother always plays in solo. Um, so to survivor. So it's not that hard to get all the players that have played on different shows to understand like okay we're not like tethered to anybody we're doing our own thing we have to come up with alliances and i think the fans would like to see solo seasons i don't think they want to see anybody paired up just because i think that's been kind of done to death on the challenge for 37 and 36 um so i think we're going to get a solo season i think we're going to see they're going to try to want to make people work together in random pairings and groups to see if they can get some bonds going and maybe some 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 connections going there or some budding of the heads there to start up some drama um and i think that because of how it sounds like the two winners the best man and woman winner from every single season of us australia argentina and the uk i think that means that is going to be solo so i feel like it's going to be solo it's going to be points system maybe in the finals um i would love for there to be a kill card but maybe we're going to get possibly what they do in all stars where it's solo vote and then they get to choose who goes up against them in in an elimination i think that would be the most fair um an interesting twist to see who everybody would pick but that's my guess all-stars has been crushing it so i would think something closer to all-stars uh both filming wise scheduling wise and format wise that's mm. just my uh, thoughts on it i'm wondering if they used um season 37 as a trial for changing it from teams to duos to teams and i'm wondering if they're going to do something like that because like I, I understand where you're coming from, saying that they're more familiar and playing their own solo game. But I think that what what they want to make it comfortable for them. No, they want to make them try something new. So I wouldn't be surprised if they had maybe. I don't think they'd do like a battle of the seasons type thing, but maybe they would break them into smaller groups where people had to work together and maybe 
change the format midway through and maybe change it again for the final. I think that they might utilize that and force people that are not from their their respective franchises to work together. So that's kind of where I'm thinking. And I think that that would be the most interesting for me to see like two Survivor, two Big Brother, two whatever, all working on a team together and seeing how that dynamic could shake out when one team win power and another team is not going to be winning power. So I wouldn't, I would be interested to see it that way, but I obviously I could see it being the way that you're suggesting as well, Drew. Um, I do think the length will be shorter. Like we were used to for 37, we were used to like a five and a half month season. Um, I definitely think that they're going to be filming this in like about a month's time. Um, I don't, and I think it's going to be maybe 10 episodes. Um, and so they can kind of bang that out quickly and then have, um, how would the timing work though? I think someone just asked that as well. So I think that we'll see the first part in the summer for all the different franchises. And then maybe in the fall or winter would be when um, the battle of the champions happens. So that's my guess, yeah. but I'm not sure, but definitely in the summer is when I would like, maybe, maybe wait, they're, they're leaving now. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if it's like June, like right one of the, the things beginning. I want to know is like, how are they going to balance out with all the different challenge franchises? Cause to me, it sounds like, TJ is going to be hosting all of it. Like he's going to be hosting yeah. the challenge Australia, the challenge UK, the, cha fun. the challenge Argentina. So I, I've got a feeling the way that they're doing this is back to back to back. So we're going to have the challenge CBS play right now, which we've got the cast for that. I don't know who's next, but whoever's next, if it's the challenge Argentina mm -hmm. or Australia, there's going to be a show that's going to follow and they're going to film straight after this. TJ is going to go into the next one. And I think when they've got all of these shows filmed, they're going to be showing these challenge seasons in the respective countries, which it's going to be at difficult for time? people at the same time. And then you've got the finale, which is the, the, the big thing that everybody wants to get to the war of the worlds. That's going to be on Paramount plus and for every country to see. But one of the things, and it's a big missed opportunity. I know they probably will never listen to this podcast, but you know, if they do listen to that and producers or anybody clip this, I might even clip this and put it on TikTok or something. And hopefully it goes viral and we can get it out there for the producers. Please make this available to everybody everywhere. We need people in the US to see who are going to be participating in Australia, to Absolutely. see who's going to be participating in the UK. So that when the finale happens, you're like, I know you want to shout for your country, but you also want to know who's actually participating in the season. You know, Absolutely. there's great Australian characters, which I'm always going to say because, you know, that's close to my heart. Obviously, over here, we've got Australian survivors that will most likely be a part of this cast in the future. But I want the American audience to know who they are. So by the time it gets to the War of the Worlds, you feel like you can shout for more than just, you know, Xavier and whoever else is going to win this season. You want more people <laughs> that you can shout for. So for me, that's really important. So I hope they listen to that. Um, outside of that, I am excited. I'm, I'm still high on where the season potentially could go. I am very nervous that we lose some of the most popular players early on because of this pregame alliance. But like Chantel said, they want to mix it up. They want to throw different things at them so that hopefully they break these pregame alliances up. Um, and one thing that I'm really hoping for is that if they do have DOs, that you can't put people individually down into the arena. And that if you choose one person, the other one has to go with them. Because again, if you've got someone from Love Island working with someone from The Amazing Race or someone from Survivor with someone from Big Brother, it's going to murk. The, the waters are going to get murky. And it's not going to be as clear as to just throw these people down there because you might have Alliance members 
tethered to this other person that you don't want to see go down into the arena. That's a bit of my vent for the season and, and my hopes. But overall, I'm very excited about it. And for any of those that have listened this deep into the podcast, we really appreciate it. We've had, for most of this, we've had about 90 people live watching it on both our channels, which is a great number. We really appreciate it. Make sure that you subscribe to both the Reality Realness and the Nullify Take channel, please. That way you're showing us the support, even if you prefer not to Drew's. watch it on. No, <laughs> not Drew's. He's got enough. That way we know that you guys want to see more of this content and you like to see us three talking about this together. Um, you know, I'm sure you want to come on here and vent at me being happy about Ben in the season. I'm okay with that. I'll take the smoke, you know, and <laughs> you can come here and tell me how right Chantel has been this whole podcast. And then obviously Drew as well with the Angel Cake channel. Um, please be sure to subscribe there. Myself and Chantel, we also sometimes jump on uh, his channel for lives that he's doing. Um, and also very exciting news for those that don't know about this yet. I'm going to plug this here for Drew. He's just started a Patreon um, and he can tell us a bit about the perks for that. So um, if you're someone who loves Drew's content, this guy works extremely hard to give back to the fans. And, you know, doing this YouTube thing is not an easy thing um, to build an audience and to build a platform takes a lot of hard work. And sometimes the pay for it is minimal. But someone like Drew is someone that really loves doing what he does. So. <laughs> He was in two minds talking to me and Chantel about should he open this Patreon thing up? And we both said to him, please do so, because I think that you, you know, definitely will find success in that. So, Drew, tell people about your Patreon and tell them a little bit about the perks and things that they could get if they were to join that. Yeah, it's at patreon.com slash angelcakevids uh, to make it easy. So it's not like Angel Cake Entertainment with two E's and it's, it's all confusing. Uh, so it's <laughs> patreon.com slash angelcakevids. I only have four tiers right now. Um, I didn't want to overload myself with everything that's coming up, which is like X on the Beach, season five, this all these challenge seasons, all stars and everything. So I only have four tiers. I have a $1 tier where it's just my forever gratitude and you'll get your name at the end of every single one of my videos. And I produce a lot of videos. Um, so you'll get a ton of credit. Um, uh, $2 a tier, you will get the same as the $1 tier, but the $2 tier, you get one video at the end of every single month. And I just go through every reality TV show I've watched during that month. I'll recommend stuff. I'll not recommend stuff. I'll commentate on things. Uh, a lot of stuff is, I watch a lot of stuff, so it's going to be very juicy. $3 tiers, you get everything from the first two and exclusive monthly lives. I'm going to do about two a month. One will be just me. And then I'll try to get other friends to join me for those monthly lives. Uh, you might be looking at two of them right now. Uh, <laughs> they might show up once or twice or a hundred times. Um, and then the last tier is $5 tier. And you get everything that I just mentioned, along with we're going to be rewatching challenge seasons. And I'll be doing commentary videos on that. So we will I will put up a poll on Patreon. And anybody who's signed up to the $5 tier will get to vote on a challenge season that we will rewatch episode by episode, week by week. And uh, right now we're watching through season one, Road, <laughs> Road Rules All-Stars, which my goodness is completely different if you're yep. coming from just watching the newer seasons of the challenge. But it's a lot of fun. I'm having a good time. There's only five episodes and we're going to be doing what I'm going to be doing episodes one through three. Um, and then we're pretty much going to finish that Road Rules All-Stars this month and then april we're going to be doing a whole new season so a lot of fun stuff going on over there the first monthly live is going to be this sunday uh and i'm nice. excited to be doing all that so i mean if you want to be in on that monthly live 
jump in now. Jump in, jump in the water at patreon.com slash angelcakevids. Sweet. So happy for you Woo. that you've got this up and running. And I just know the quality of work that you're going to be putting out there. People are not going to be disappointed um, with the level of attention to detail that you'll put into those videos <laughs> and the additional content that you'll put out there. Um, but for those that can't afford it, uh, you know, we appreciate you just being here. We appreciate you just putting a like on the video, subscribing, you know, that is enough. And we really appreciate it. It gives us energy to come here and talk about the shows that we love. So Chantel, you're someone that's a very busy woman on YouTube as well. You always have content on reality, realness with three S's. What's <laughs> happening over the next week over on your channel? What am I doing? Okay, so Sunday at, at 5 p.m. Eastern, I talk with Ron and we go through the, the most recent week of Australian Survivor. On Mondays with Sarah from Nerdtainment, um, streamed on both of our channels, we do a recap for Big Brother. Tuesdays, um, also with Sarah, um, we do a watch party for the next two episodes of Australian Survivor. Wednesday, live Big Brother after the episode. Thursdays, 7 p.m. Eastern, Survivor recap. And then if you guys decide to want to do another impromptu podcast, Fridays at 8 p.m., I'm hanging out with you guys. It seems like it's a usual thing. So <laughs> <laughs> It is so much fun. Like I have missed these chats. So I can't wait for the challenge to fully kick into gear so that we can continue to talk about um, the seasons that we love to see on our TV. Um, for those that are still around, the Nullified Tag channel and the following week, we're going to be doing Survivor us content i've got a former survivor south african player that's going to be my guest for this week uh dino paulo from survivor south africa oh, immunity yeah. island will be breaking down the premiere with me i also have former players sometimes dropping in to talk about australian survivor and just to stay busy i've dropped a video this week to talk about the rumored cast for survivor south africa return of the outcast is going to be their first returnee season as well so all of that content is dropping currently and i'm still working my way through doing interviews with the amazing race 33 contestants so so far we've had lulu and lala on we've had kayla on and dusty today um i am working on getting the next couple of people on trying to see if i can get to everybody that played in this season if i can so if anybody listens to this and i haven't reached out to you yet get in touch i will probably reach out pretty soon it's just there's a lot of content dropping so keep an eye on the nullify take channel we're going to continue to grow this thing with the help of my friend chantelle and drew which i always appreciate <laughs> drew is there anything else outside of the patreon that you're excited to tell people about that's going to happen in the next week and uh, in the next week i mean i'm going to be doing uh, a podcast on this uh, topic i'm going to go deep dive i'm going to make some cool graphics for the podcast war of the words podcast uh that's coming out monday both in audio form and video form. And uh, then I got a huge video that I'm going to be doing, uh, a huge one. It's going to be like two, two and a half hours, possibly. Um, so, yeah, I'm still wrapping my head around that and trying to figure out a timing to uh, not be so busy so I can put a lot of effort into that video. But it's it's going to be a big one. Uh, and I think it's going to be, I think it's going to come out like the end of end of March or close to the last week of March. So, I mean, I got some weeks, but yeah, that's what I'm most excited about getting, finally getting that off my chest. Cause this is an idea that I've had since like July of last year that I've been working through. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. 
Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this live conversation. We really enjoy it. If we didn't get to your questions this time, I do apologize, but drop in, keep an eye on our channels. We will be doing a lot more content from now until the challenge actually goes live. If we hear any more news or people getting removed from the, the cast list, we'll talk about it. There will be a cutoff time for when we stop looking at spoilers because none of us want to be spoiled going into the actual season. But before then, we'll probably be uh, talking as much as we can. But as always, guys, thank you and see you next time. Bye.